0: A header on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders.
1: Third, a foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively, Wayne Rooney, that net is empty, big collision by the captain, that is unbelievable effort. Rooney, putting one off, Costa. header, goal! Patrick
0: Bacosta! Cole
1: picks it up, Cole's crossing! Doesn't get
0: much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wigan and I'm coming to you from Salt Lake City. And with me today is a man on summer vacation but stuck at home, Logan Stump. How are you, Logan? Oh,
1: I'm doing all right. I, uh, how, Jordan, do they have a lot of salt there? Like I, I've always been pretty curious about tons salt of Lake.
0: tons of salty people too.
1: Oh yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, do they have a lot of salt? Is there a lot of like? Lakes like is it lakes with salt in it that just confuses me.
0: Haven't seen much of that <laughs> at a.m. <laughs> uh, mountain time Oof. is when we got like to the shuttle and it was all you know totally dark out. So tour the the shuttle driver's trying to give us a tour of the city and he's like over here is this thing you like, can't see anything.
1: <laughs> he's like that's
0: a good Mexican restaurant over there. That's like the only thing I could
1: see so. Was it like Taco Bell or something? No, it's called like Rancherito. Oh, okay, that's good. I
0: don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. So uh, I am going to the Salt Lake Columbus Crew game, as we've mentioned tons of times. So I will be there on Saturday. So it should be. A lot of fun. Uh, Shuttle Drivers talking a lot of sports. Did not mention Real Salt Lake at all. That's a shame. (laughs) He's talking about Jordan Love on the Packers because he played at Utah or something. Uh, Talked about the Jazz, which apparently I'm right across from their stadium. So I guess I'll check out that. Yeah, should be good. Uh, So today we'll be talking a whole bunch of what is like week 15 of the MLS season back from the international break. And there was one open cup game and then there's open cup games coming up today, the day we're recording this and then we'll preview the weekend matches and uh, get out of here. So the first game I want to kind of talk about was, it was just the sporting Kansas city Nashville game. That was one that was very interesting to me because Um, SKC had not won a road game all season. Nashville, uh, you know, has this stretch of home games due to the new stadium, and they are, uh, you know, that's where you want to pick up your points, but unfortunately they weren't weren't really able to in this game. But also there was a shout for a a late penalty here. There was actually a penalty awarded, Logan, uh, late in the game. I thought it was a dive. It was reviewed and then given the go-ahead. Then Roger Espinoza from Kansas City is messing with the ball, standing in front of Mukhtar, like really just full conch calf here. Uh, And then this causes enough delay for VAR to review it again and notice an offside in the buildup, preventing the penalty to be taken. So I want to get your thoughts on this because my thought is I want the call to be right, so it shouldn't have been a penalty anyway. But for me, I feel like there's got to be some sort of time limit of, all right, If right, we we've already reviewed it and gave it the go-ahead. We can't find something later just because somebody else is stalling because I feel like more people might start doing that. I don't know. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you get to a point where if VAR is going to happen and you can just delay uh, anything from being, you know, free, key, free kicks from being taken or penalties from being taken or whatever it might be that's coming because of a VAR decision, whether it be a red card, yellow card, I mean, whatever it might be, whatever the decision is going to be, um, it's kind of like just sitting there waiting. Like, could you imagine had this been something along the lines of, like, you know, a a card that if a guy just, you know, took, uh, deliberated and was able to just take his time and go, you know what, that might be a red card, and then gave a red card, people would be up in arms. But with this, it's like, you know, you're deciding that, VAR uh, can have as much time as needed and then I think the longer you look at VAR like this would be kind of like if you're looking at handball as well. Um, The
0: more you find. Yeah, the more (laughs) you're going to be like, okay,
1: yeah, then I guess I guess that's it because the harder you look at something, it's like (laughs) we were just uh, my wife and I just started watching Ted Lasso again, like me again. It's her first time and um there's a point where ted and beard start talking like about words and they're just like is that a word like is word uh and they just keep saying the same words over and over and they're like that's not a word it's kind of like that like it it has that instance of like if you just keep talking about it and keep reviewing it eventually you're gonna find problems with it so i have i've got big issues with that i think a time limit is warranted in this kind of situation i think nfl uh is the only um major sport that I think gives a time limit for review calls. Uh, I think they've got a time limit. Um, I think it's like three or four minutes. Whereas NBA, like there's been times in the NBA and MLB, Jordan, where we've sat around and waited for, I mean, maybe 10 minutes. Like there's been calls that I've seen go almost close to that. And that's just, it becomes, you know, a slow pace of game. You know, those don't do well here in the States. So. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But this, uh, I agree with you. It was definitely a dive. I don't think anything should have come of it. But again, I, I think it shouldn't have taken this long because the, the fact that it did take this long, it kind of makes you question what was going on. You know, what kind of conversations did it start as like, no, this is not a penalty. And then also it's like, yeah, it's a penalty.
0: Yeah, for it to, you know. If it was going to be reviewed, too, it, it could have been reviewed for, like, I want to know why the dive wasn't the reason it wasn't a penalty. They had to go look for, you know, an offside in the buildup mm-hmm. that they apparently didn't notice until people are stalling. I don't know. It just seemed like a very messy, messy VAR thing, which we're not really used to here compared to some of the stuff we saw in England, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where yeah. VAR
0: is really shocking at times. Uh, I feel like it's been better here, but this year I feel like it's taken a step backwards. So I'm not really sure what the issue is. Um, but definitely an issue uh, overall with VAR. Got the call right in the end, which is what we want, but it just stalled ways, way too much time. Actually, you know, I was live tweeting this game and I had a tweet ready to go saying, like, you know, Hani Mukhtar makes it Mm 2-2, and I was just waiting to send it because they were getting ready to take the penalty, and then they're like going to review (laughs) it, and I'm like, all right, delete, 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 just in case. And uh, then I started typing about how it wasn't going to be given, and then I just pressed send when that was confirmed. But, you know, and and I debated that even setting up the tweet, so it really Mm -hmm. took a long time for them to get this sorted out. I don't have any minute timestamp, but it, it did take a bit. Uh, The Union get dominated by Cincinnati and lose uh, what they had a a lead to make it uh, 1-0. They they finish the game 1-1 at Subaru Park. Stat-wise, possession and I think shot-wise lean towards Cincy, but maybe the XG led... To the union, it was, it was something where Union led in like one stat, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I used uh, dominated by Cincy there. Pat Noonan, by the way, Logan has his Cincinnati team working hard and getting points. Uh, Chris Smith from 90 Men, who's been on our show plenty of times, uh, pointed out on one of his tweets, um, over the weekend they're already at six wins and 20 points, 15 games into the season. That is already tying their best win tab. I only actually need five more points to beat their 24 points from 2019. So that's what, you know, three consecutive wooden spoons will do to you. It lowers the standards enough that you can get the, get to your point total in 15 or 16 games. So just overall, Pat Noonan uh, doing a great job at the uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, any thoughts here on Cincinnati as you're wearing your Cincinnati shirt right now?
1: Yeah, represent. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I've been really impressed with him. I saw a lot of this game. Um, I'll tell you what, Jim Curtin was in high praise of Pat as well. And I think that speaks volumes, especially in this league, because of how successful Jim's been. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it felt like Cincinnati, and uh, not often in the last couple of years, obviously, have they ever felt in control. But it feels like every game now that I watch, um, they control it uh, pretty well. And I, and I think a big part of that is playing a little bit better defensively, but also having some kind of attack. I mean, their attack's gotten better. Um, and behind Lucio, who's played really well, uh, the season's got five goals. Brandon Vasquez has eight goals, kind of been stuck on that spot for a while. But again, I think, you know, with the added goal totals that they're getting, I think that's huge and the consistency that they can have. Um, but I do think Pat's got a lot to do with this. This is, uh, what we decided this was maybe a weaker team in the preseason, maybe a little bit better than they were last season when we were talking about previewing them, um, uh, and ultimately, I mean it looks like they kind of figure out uh, different situations that work um, and just getting more consistent play. but I think a lot of this has to do with Pat Noonan being successfully go uh, 13, 13. So uh, again, I, I think it's it speaks volumes to how good Pat Noonan is. and if you're another you know organization out there, I mean <laughs> aren't you looking hard at the other assistant coaches that sit on Philly's bench going, all right, well, let's see let's see who we can pluck off because I'm pretty sure whatever they can provide it's going to be better than what we consist or you know currently have so um but no i am I'm, I'm all for Cincy playing well they're going to be chasing down that eighth uh, seventh eighth spot um all season i think it'll be a, a battle of those spots i think uh if i'm looking at it and really kind of deep diving into what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks atlanta you know won the last game, so they're kind of back up into the mix of things um but again i think it'll be mostly just charlotte and cincinnati kind of Shocking for a position there.
0: Yeah, they are currently sitting eighth with a game in hand to Charlotte, um, game in hand to New England as well. And they're even on points with Charlotte. So, um, and only three behind of New England. So, I mean, if they do win, they can climb up there. I mean, It's crazy how, much, how fast New England has climbed, right? They were down with like the crew and TFC for a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. And now they're up to uh, up to sixth place in the East. So that's just how the East is, pretty much year over year. <laughs> but, but this year in particular, uh, you know, thirteen points separate first and last. Um, and from first to, uh, geez, where do I want to cut this off? At eleventh is ten points. Mm-hmm. First to eighth is seven points. So it's a very wide open. Uh, Eastern Conference right now. Uh, going to the West, I guess. Uh, my notes are kind of all over the place with what, what I have listed first. But LAFC versus Seattle finished 1-1. Seattle's climbing up the West, Logan. Uh, they are in seventh place. They have uh, a few games in hand as well. Um, they have uh, my screen just totally zoomed in too much i'm trying to figure out how to zoom out <laughs> but <laughs> yes they sit seventh place um i have to go back to that page cuz that was that was not good uh all right yeah so they sit seventh place in the west while lafc still sit first um but seattle 20 points 10 points back of the first place lafc and uh, they are, you know five points from bottom. Re- really, it seems like the you know the East is closer from like first place to like right outside the playoff mm-hmm. zone all the way down to 11th. And I feel like for the West, it's like that seventh place to the 14th place is where they're all bunched up. Uh, you know, you have Seattle with 20 points, Vancouver with 20 points in eighth place, and San Jose at the bottom with 15 points. Not a lot of wiggle room, but that's how Seattle was able to climb up, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and they still, like I said, have uh, played 14 games while Nashville's played 16 and have one game in hand of most of the top of the West. What are your thoughts here on uh, Seattle LAFC, which finished 1 1?
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a weird game. Um, I think early on, it, it seemed like LAFC was more control of possession. They seem to be getting more creative, more dangerous spots. And then all of a sudden, Seattle kind of settles down. Uh, Seattle controls it for a little bit. And then right before the half, Seattle really just controlled possession, um, really started to become dangerous. And then they kind of come out of the half, Seattle controlling it. Um, and then L.A. kind of took over. So it, it was really strange. It was like back and forth, and back and forth, kind of like a 1-1 result, obviously. So um, I don't know. It, it, was, uh, it was a game I was looking forward to. Um, but it ended up being a game that I think, you know, a lot of times these games will end up like this, where they're just kind of underwhelming, where all these big games have like uh, this big build up to it, leading up into it. Um, and the way that Seattle had been playing, I was kind of expecting Seattle to come out and really uh, push the needle forward. Because I think being at home and try to control, um, you know, possession and, and maybe getting three points here against the top of the West um, would have been a better result for them. Um, but, again, I guess you take one point against LAFC, uh, had one two straight. So, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like LAFC got out pretty luckily with just the one point um, because I think Seattle really had a chance there to really build themselves up. Because if they win, they grab three points there. I mean, they are 22 points, um, and they're now sniffing uh, right behind Nashville with two games in hand. So.
0: Yeah, Seattle. uh if we look at the XG, LAFC actually had better XG in this mm-hmm. match uh, by just 0. .2, 1.5 to 1.3. I think it's a pretty fair result, 1-1. I mean, it's kind of back and forth from what I was seeing when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, possession was pretty dead even, 52-48 to Seattle. Uh, shots on target actually favored LAFC. Seven out of their 11 shots were on target to five out of 13 shots for Seattle. Um, but you know, it's a, it was a Seattle home game. So you would want them to get the, get the points if you're a Seattle fan. But I think when you're going up against the top of the West and you'd been so poor in the league, you, you know, you won the CONCACAF champions league, but being so poor in the league before this, I think you, you take that point against them. Cause they're a good team and you mm-hmm. just keep climbing that table and I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah, you know, we'll talk about who they have coming up uh, that they'll be facing off against next. But they have uh, Kansas City at again at home for Seattle, so that should be some more points. But as we talked about, Sporting Kansas City just got their first road win. Uh, so who knows if they're on the up? Probably not, right? <laughs> but right. Um, but you never know. Uh, you know, this league is is kind of crazy that way. Had another Galaxy, I mean, another LA team, the Galaxy drew 1 1 against another <laughs> Cascadian team, the Timbers. Um, Timbers not as good, though, as Seattle. Uh, that game finished 1 1. Galaxy in fifth. Uh, struggle against the Timbers, who are now second bottom of the West with only San Jose behind them, Logan. Before it used to be Vancouver, I think, importing mm-hmm. Kansas City all the way down there. And we're looking at San Jose and Portland. Um, But Galaxy flipped uh, slipped a fifth, and we'll talk about their U.S. Open Cup as well. But they've had a win and a draw in their last two, and then they're going to lose this Open Cup game. Just hasn't been uh, good enough for the Galaxy after a really hot start to the season again.
1: Yeah, uh, and that was a late goal uh, from Galaxy to to equalize. So, you know, there's moments like – and and it happened last year too – there's just moments where Galaxy goes stagnant because is not scoring. I mean, it really, everything hinges on the fact that he's able to score goals and score them consistently. Because without him, it just seems like every time we're watching Galaxy play, they're having a hard time, you know, grabbing two or three goals. Like one goal and, and Galaxy's, you know, looking at a draw because they just don't score enough. 17 goals and 15 appearances um, for the Galaxy. I mean, that's just not, that's not good enough. Uh, You're not going to win many leagues like that, especially as you get into playoff time. Teams are just going to run you down. um, And you can't afford to lose out on that top playoff spot, the top four. Uh, And right now they're sitting fifth and not looking pretty. And then you flip over the other side. I mean, these are two, like you said, Jordan, these are two teams that have, you know, in the past have had success. But now Portland, they look awful. Like they're SKC awful. So it's just (laughs) a lot of these teams that uh, we're used to being, um, very successful. And had not Seattle run on, gone on that run, we'd be looking on a very weak Cascadian region, which is not normal for us. Well,
0: yeah, because there has been a, what, a Cascadian team in MLS Cup since mm-hmm. 2015 or whatever. Right. But I think when we look at it and we see, you know, what was it at the beginning of the year when, when it was not fully beginning of the year, but we were kind of approaching maybe seven or eight games where – uh Only one, I think, playoff team Mm -hmm. from last year was in a playoff spot. Every other team was like a team that had not qualified for the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. With LA Galaxy, I want to just say I do think they have that goal scorer that can help them when Chicharito is not. It's uh, Jovalich, right? Yeah. But they don't play him. They don't start him. For whatever no. reason, I, I think he needs to be starting. I think he needs to be um, somehow forced up there with Chicharito. Uh, you have to find a way to make these two play together mm-hmm. and score goals. Uh, he's got four goals in 13 appearances, and he's only yeah. had one start, Logan. Yeah, 294 so, minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's a rate of 1.22. <laughs> And like you said, they have like uh, for what FB ref shows me is 18 goals in 15 games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's averaging just a little over one goal a game. It's not right. going to be uh, it's not going to be good enough for, uh, you know, for, for, for them to make that playoffs. This is, you know, they were even higher last year, I think, at this time. And they didn't start dropping until much later in the season. So they've got to figure it out because they're really only four points off of falling off. Now, of course, that would take a team like the Rapids or like Vancouver, even maybe Minnesota and Houston to really come up and challenge for that. But, yeah, that's how it seems to be going with them.
1: And their big thing, L.A.'s big thing last year was the fact that, like, they really struggled to defend. I mean, the last couple years they've really struggled to defend. But this year, I mean, they've only allowed 16 goals, which is tied for – I mean, if, if you, there's two teams at 11, two teams tied at 15 and two teams tied at 16. So technically they're tied for third and goals are given up. So it's like, you know, what, what's going on? Well, it's gotta be their scoring. And like you said, you've got to figure out a way. I mean, I think we've come to the point, right. Maybe LA hasn't because they're just not willing to part ways with the fact that I don't think Chicharito's really like one of those guys you can rely on for, you know, 30 some odd matches anymore. Like I think he's much more of the, you know, you just hope you get a goal from him here or there, and you, you, using sparingly. Like you said, Yolovich. I mean, it, it seems like you would at least give him a shot, right? I mean, two hundred ninety-four minutes, he's got four goals. Like the guy seems to always be in a really dangerous spot. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me that, you know, and it's because Chicharito has that, you know, that ability to once in a while find a goal that's really crucial to you know, doing well. Um, but again, I think if you look, I have to look specifically, but I think if you look at- well, his stats... twelve uh
0: 1240 minutes, uh-huh.
1: six goals.
0: It's only two more goals in a right. thousand more minutes, right? So you, you have to find a way to get Jovo Lich, uh, like on the field more uh, yeah. to be able to provide those goals and assists that he does because he also assists a few mm-hmm. goals while Chicharito hasn't this year. And Chicharito is not really a big assister. Usually I no. you know it's like two or three, I think his max is four assists mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing right now. And that was with uh, Manchester United 2013. And I like Chicharito. He scored 17 goals last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get to that number this year. I think it's in a, a, a problem with galaxy as a whole. I don't think it's fully him, but they have to have a way to, have those two uh, kind of coexist. And I think they would maybe start climbing up the table a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Jordan, April 16th, since April 16th, Chicharito has one goal. He scored that goal against Austin in a 4-1 win, um, which usually, I mean, once you get to two or three goals and you start to pounce a team, you really have an easier time scoring goals. But since April 16th, that's now two months, um, he's only scored one goal. Um, And that's concerning. I mean, and like you said, he's not going to give any assist. He didn't have any assists this year. Um, He's just not the guy that, you know, gets in the box and creates and he gets goals off of what he creates because he's much more of like the fox in the box. He likes to get inside and just kind of knock things in that have gotten loose, get on the end of, you know, balls that are shot through uh, the box, um, kind of, you know, getting his foot on the end of it and getting into the back post. He's just not one of those guys that creates. So it is, it's concerning the fact that, LA hasn't quite moved on. And and Greg Vanny, the thing that shocks me the most, I think, is that Greg doesn't seem to be one of those guys that gets stuck in one of those like, all right, he'll come around, he'll come around. He seems much more of a proactive rather than a reactive coach. Um, I mean, Chicharito's 33. I love his story. I love him to death. I think he's a really great person. And, you know, he's overcome some struggles, but it just seems like they're not going to go anywhere with him at the top, and they're not really creating any goals whatsoever. Because it needs so creativity. Yeah. You
0: know, they, right. they need some more creativity to get Chicharito the ball into more of those spots. I'm not really sure yeah. what his stats are when I'm trying to find, like, XG or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, his expected is, you know, 7.2 this year. He's at 6, so he's pretty dead on. He was a little overperformed last year with that mm-hmm. XG. But without getting – you know, uh, I feel like he's not getting the the chances to really put them away as much.
1: Now, on the flip side, do you think Gio Savarese is hot seat? I mean, it feels like we're finally to a point now where we can really start to talk about him.
0: It's it's really tough to say. I feel because right. he's you know he's um, just had them in MLS Cup, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you decide when? It's just a bad year, and I, I feel like he has until next year. If next year they come out this flat and they're mm-hmm. this bad, then yeah, I think he's gone. But I don't think we can really say anything right now. I, I don't see like Vermese obviously is a no. I don't. I don't think he's getting fired. Yeah. I, I don't think Savarese will either. Um, I think that's rough, especially in this league, to be like, well, you just got a stemls cup. Mm-hmm. And you know, then we got rid of last year, mid-season also last year. We got rid of a Bobasi who's got nine goals uh, this year, and um, we didn't really bring anybody in to help you. Their mm-hmm. highest goal scorer is tool you know? yeah, Right. So right. I, I think that'd be really harsh. You know, what?
1: And you know what's what's really strange is Charlotte's out here firing their coach midway through the season. You've got other clubs like San Jose Ooh. who held on too long. Like, like you're right. I wonder – like, I'd love to have somebody on in the front office, and hopefully eventually we get to that point where we can have somebody on and, and, you know, either that or, like, a former GM and go, how do you know? Like, how do you know when it's time? Because I feel like – and I, I do feel that a lot of these managers get more leeway because of the success that they've had rather than the success that they're having – um, mm-hmm. so I wonder what, I wonder at what point does the GM go, yeah, today's the day. <laughs> like, I'm tired of losing. Like, is it enough losses? Like, is it five losses in a row and you're going, yeah, this might be it. Or is it like, you know, maybe 10 losses or something like that out of 20? Like, like where do you decide that? Right. Like, where do you decide like, this is the time to cut loose? Cause I mean, Mar, hell, they just fire him because he looked at him wrong, I think. So I don't know.
0: I will say I think it's Heath out time. Um, (laughs) His contract ends at the end of this year. I think Mm -hmm. they're not going to fire him. I think he's just going to walk away.
1: Be better for everybody.
0: 11th place. Let's not forget. Last year, what, they made the playoffs, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Barely. Barely. Stumbled it. Well,
0: yeah, they they didn't. They weren't hot. But the um, 2020 – they, they were one, one game away from, like, MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they – let's see, where did they finish last year? Last year they were, yeah, fifth seed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, lost to Timbers 3-1, got yeah. knocked out in the first round. When we look at 2020 – now, 2020 was an odd year, so maybe that's part of it, right? But they finished fourth in the West. They beat the Rapids, they beat SKC, and they lose to Seattle 3-2 after having, I believe it was, a uh, 2-0 lead. I'm trying to double-check that off my memory here. But they had, yes, Reynoso in the 29th minute, DeBossi in the 67th, and then Will Bruin in the 75th. Rhea Diaz in the 89th and Svensson in the 90 plus three for Seattle. That was a great game, by the way. If people haven't seen that, look up the highlights of that. But uh, the story of Adrian Heath could have gone totally differently, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If he gets to that final, maybe wins that final against the crew, probably wouldn't. But if they they had, then I think maybe people would look at his time a little differently differently. I think most of Minnesota is becoming more Heath out. I haven't really talked to Jack about it, but Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, no, we had Mark Vangmeyer on before. He is, he's very adamantly Heath out if you follow him on Twitter. So they're in 11th place. They finished, Mm -hmm. when I say fifth last year, Mm -hmm. they're in 11th right now, which is only two points back a seventh. So they still can get in, but it's an increasingly, tight race there and eventually some of these teams are going to drop off. And when you're only 2 points above SKC who are like historically bad for SKC and everybody was like what's going on with them they're really bad then that's not great to only be 2 points above them. So I don't know, I think he's going to be gone at the end of the year and they're going to have to re reinvigorate that squad. This this Minnesota team should not be in the state it is. I don't really I don't have any ideas on how to fix it, I guess. Right know so um, hasn't really been the force he was, right? Um, in the past, Robin Laud is the, the top goal scorer with six. Dane St. Clair had really bad goalkeeping in the New England game, where, again, they had a, a lead, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until they uh, – Blew that they had a yeah, Reynoso 37th minute penalty, and then Borio in the 53rd minute, and Gustavo Bo with a great finish in the 69th. So, uh, I would be more Heath out, I think, than I think he's the closest one that's going to get fired compared to any other um manager at this time. Let's go to Red Bulls, I think, first before let's get back to our daily or I mean, our weekly thing. We kind of went with the coaches there for a bit, but Red Mm. Bulls. Now second in the East, uh, first in the East is NYCFC, and they have an Open Cup match tonight. They were recording this, so that should be fun. Plus, I'm really excited for that game in July I'm going to now Mm -hmm. (laughs) at Red Bull Arena for the Hudson River Derby because that is uh, going to be, if they keep it up, almost a battle for the top of the East because Mm -hmm. the Union have just been not so great at home this year, which is kind of usually what they need to be able to be, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, relevant to the East standings. And uh, yeah, that's where the Red Bulls currently sit. Lewis Morgan leads the team with seven goals, but yeah, they went ahead and beat Toronto two nil, who is still struggling. They're in 12th place. Bob Bradley, Maybe you could say hot seat. I think with year one of a team, it's going to be not hot seat. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll have at least next year or two years to be able to turn that around. What are your thoughts on Red Bulls or Toronto?
1: Red Bull, I'm excited for you because I think that NYCFC, Hudson Hudson River Derby is going to be excellent just because they they both score really well. They both have had a track record in 2022 of scoring – um, but also defending. I mean, NYCFC's only allowed 11 goals. Uh, they sit at the top of the league as far as defense with the Union. Um, the Red Bull not far behind, uh, 17 goals given up. Um, and NYCFC uh, hasn't played as many games. Uh, the Red Bull have two games over them. So I mean, that I figured would kind of even out. Maybe a goal or two given up by NYCFC, and it puts it even closer. So you might, Jordan, you might even be looking at the cream of the crop of both. Uh, Sides right now, both conferences. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're really getting to see RSL in a time where they're Great as time. hot as they've ever been. Um, and then you're going to go home and see, you know, the Hudson River Derby, and they're they're about as hot as possible too with NYCFC. Hopefully, um, they
0: keep it up because it's mid-July. I'm going, so hopefully, true, yeah. uh, well, you
1: should like it. That's yeah. what two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Yeah, Um, two weeks or so. I mean, you should should be in luck, though. Like, I I feel, but man, you're really getting to see some of the best teams square off. Um, uh, And the great thing about MLS is, uh, and I'm just just speaking on assumption here, Jordan, but the great thing about MLS is you're just not breaking the bank to have to go see these premier um, matchups. And really, I mean, you get good seats and good experiences, especially Red Bull Stadium. I've never been... Obviously, to um, what is it, dick Sporting Goods over there? Um,
0: no, Rio Tinto.
1: Rio Tinto, that's right. Sorry. Oh god, they're gonna kill me for that. Um, <laughs> Dick's said Colorado. Yeah, like, you messed yeah. up Colorado and In Utah. Utah. You punk? Sorry, YouTube. Because they both have mountains. Yeah. Um. It
0: was insane. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see both of these uh, things. But yeah, I didn't have to pay too much. I guess it was like sixty bucks a ticket. That's not the, bad at all. Um. For like very nice mid mid level uh, seats for the um, for the game.
1: Um, also uh, on the Toronto side, I guess uh, Insigne is now going to be here. Uh, True. So yeah. Starting in July. Yeah. So that will be fun. Of- I believe. Uh, He's flying over next week, or is he here already? I don't remember, uh, but I remember them tweeting about it, saying like this is impending, like him flying over and being ready. And as soon as that happens, I mean, that's just going to put a new spark into Toronto. I don't think they'll finish last, but I do think they'll kind of finish right where they are. Um, seems pretty realistic with the other two teams behind them. But I don't know. I'm excited about that. That's really all I got for Toronto. <laughs> I don't really know what else to be excited about. Not for. much to
0: say about them right now. Um, Austin beat Montreal 1-0. Austin went down a man in the 44th minute, but still were able to edge them out. They currently sit third. Uh, they're kind of hanging in that top, top three spots. They've been bouncing between, you know, first, second, and third, fourth all season. But they actually have a game in hand of RSL, and they're one point behind them. So they mm-hmm. could... You know, with the game in hand, conceivably. But we look at RSL four wins in their last five, uh, Austin two wins in their last five with two losses and a draw. So definitely one is in more form than than the other right now. So uh, we'll see how that goes for them um, going forward. Anything about
1: those two teams,
0: Montreal? You know, they were hot for a bit, but they're they're uh, down to fifth in the East.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it, it really just depends on um, how healthy Mihailovich can be. Um, I guess going through uh, a, a spell here where I don't think he played in, in this last one. Um, i have to check the stats. I could be wrong on that. Um, but, I mean, it, again, he's had that ankle issue. So it's like can he stay healthy enough throughout the year? Because if he can't, Jordan, he be – again, it becomes like that haunting Bokhtar car situation we talked about relentlessly – uh, whenever we talk about Montreal, I just don't think they've got enough without him right now playing at that level that he is. Um, so they really can't afford any kind of missed time with, with Jordy, but I don't know. Um, Austin feel pretty good about feel pretty confident uh, in the way that they played. Um, I think they kind of had a little bit of a tougher stretch uh, as of late, very kind of up and down, but I think over the next couple of games, they can get healthy and kind of bounce back up towards the top. But with RSL playing the way they are and, LaFC being as you know good as they can be, I think it's going to be tough.
0: Crew, uh, they draw with Charlotte one. One crew led in the forty fifth, forty uh, first minute. Sorry, Charlotte equalized in forty nine through Shinashiki. It's a win and a draw for Charlotte since firing Mar, and they sit seventh. But the Crew are currently sitting eleventh, Logan. But they're bringing in Cucho Hernandez, Colombian. Uh, player he's 22 years old coming over from Watford by the way uh, where he played in 25 matches but only played 1147 minutes that's uh, less minutes than what Chicharito has played this season for the Galaxy he's got five goals and two assists uh, so pretty good amount of goals and assists for as many minutes as he's playing, it's kind of even with what Chicharito is giving, but at a level at the Premier League for Watford. Uh, And also Watford's not a team that was playing like super thrilling uh, soccer, to my knowledge, when I watched them. So I I think this is a good move for them. Um, He's usually a winger, I think they said, but they might be putting him more centrally. That's what Mm -hmm. I was reading in an article Today, but it's about a ten million dollar transfer fee, and it shows that MLS can not only bring over, you know, South Americans from their natural, you know, like their their leagues, uh, native leagues, but they can actually compete and bring a player from Watford over to uh, the Columbus Crew. So, uh, what are your thoughts on, I guess, how Crew have stalled a bit, or how Charlotte has done since Mar, but also this transfer?
1: Um, like I, I get the. I get the hesitancy and behind the transfer. Anybody that's not a crew fan um, uh, was pretty adamant about the fact that he's only had five goals as his most um, since he was a younger kid uh, when he was playing in a lower league. And I guess that's La Liga's lower league. I don't know. Um, but again, I think he it, had
0: 17 uh, yeah. in the segunda division. Yeah. Uh, but that was, again, that was only, that was around 2,896 minutes. So. Right. He actually, he scored a lot for that, for that Mm -hmm. many minutes, but uh, he had played 35 games and he played, started 33 times. He has not started that many games since then,
1: really. Yeah. And I, I will say uh, one thing we can speak up because we watched the league uh, to score five goals with Watford is uh, Mm -hmm. a feat of it itself um, because they don't score early at all. So give that, you know, take that with what you will. But I mean, I, I think, I like the signing. Um, I, I think uh, the crew needed to do something right. I mean, we've talked about this. It just seems like they've been kind of in this weird wall. Uh, Kevin Molino's back as well. Um, I did see that he was back in, in training and he was, uh, I guess he's healthy. So um, we'll see. Cause Kevin's never been one that's been completely healthy. Um, but if that, you know, you add back that um, at least some of that, uh, cause he's not going to get back all the way to hundred percent. Cause he's been out for a year and a half. Um, but I think with all this going on um, and with where the Crews sit currently, Jordan, at 11th um, and they're only three points out of the playoff position. I, I think they're one of the teams that if this signing goes well, this could bounce in the right direction. Uh, and you could be looking at a crew team that sneaks into the playoffs and you know what happens if the crew sneak into the playoffs. So, yeah, don't know, I, I like this signing. Um, it does show that the MLS has some signing power now. I mean, this kid was once touted as a really good prospect for the Colombian national team as a youth. Um, so I like this. And then as far as Charlotte's concerned, um, I just don't like the way that this is going, going I guess. The, the firing is weird. And while they might not have liked him as a manager, I do still feel like he was a good manager. Um, so I guess it'll just depend. I don't want to overreact because they've only had two games without him. But mm-hmm. so far... I'm kind of indifferent. I, I, I get it. Um, it's chemistry, but I don't really like the firing. Well, what I, what I'll
0: say here about Kucho, too, is uh, with that Watford team, he was mm-hmm. tied for second in most goals scored. Uh, so first place for last year was Emmanuel Denise uh, yeah. of Nigeria. Ten goals, six assists. Joshua King had five goals. Uh, Saar... Ismaili mm-hmm. Sar mm-hmm. had five goals, and Kucho had five goals. That's almost all of Watford's goals. Three from Pedro, one from Kamara, and one from, uh, I guess, Kaka, and then two from Sissoko. So that's all of their goals. So uh, for if people are a little worried about him only scoring like five at Watford, that is literally the second most on the team. Yeah. So I think that'll be – that'll be fine. But, you know, depending on how he does with it, it could be a Lodero type signing. It could be a Reynoso type signing where they come in and, um, you know, change the, change the scope of the team. And I'm not saying they'll be as impactful as that because they're more creative than he is, I think. But what I mean by that is, you know, Ladero sounders were struggling in 2016. He comes in, they win MLS cup. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Reynoso, that team was struggling, uh, you know, was just on the cusp in 2020. He comes in and makes a deep run into the playoffs. So it could be that kind of level for them. We'll, we'll see. It could save Caleb Porter's job here. Um, yeah. Really good. Uh, All righty. So let's go into Orlando. Orlando hosted Houston, I think. I think it was a hosting, right? Um, mm-hmm. Two. One victory for Orlando. Caro scoring twice. He's up to six goals now. Uh, It's pretty even in possession, but the XG favored Orlando pretty heavily, 3.21 to .72. Uh, Maybe a good start here for at home again for Orlando, who'd been kind of struggling at home recently. They're in fourth place, so they're still at a home playoff spot right now. Uh, And they've only had one loss in their last five. Are you feeling any more confident about Orlando?
1: Yeah. Um, a little bit, uh, Antonio Carlos has seen back in training too. So that helps tremendously with their defense. Who's who they've kind of, you know, they've kind of struggled, not, not up to their normal snuff as far as defensively. Um, and I feel like if Orlando's going to win games, they've got to do it defensively. Um, and they create chances on the counter, um, and kind of punch back at teams because they're just not, they're not a team that really have, you know what it is. I think it's, it's more of like they don't really create from open or in, in space very well. Like I, I just feel like if they get stagnant and have to create their own um, third, I just feel like they have a harder time doing that. Now that being said, if Caro's going to score like this, it becomes easier because I, I think with the finishing rate um, that he has, I think it becomes more um, simple, uh, simplified. I guess their attack because I think at times there's just so many things going forward. It it, it becomes like who's going to score or who's going to take the shot because I don't think they know half the time. So it it becomes a lot of that. Um, I feel better though when they score goals, it really feels good, especially when you have that expected goal um, differential, because I I think that's a big thing with Orlando city is they just don't score enough, even when they defend. So anytime that we can get good goals, um, especially from our leading man, um, I think it's going to help Orlando. Um, And plus I think, Houston had been playing well. They haven't been great lately, but to kind of beat a team that had been playing pretty well, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I still don't think Orlando City is in the fourth spot when we come playoff time. So
0: could be interesting. I feel like I feel like really outside the top three, nobody really wants that four spot. What I mean by mm. that is it's just kind of up in the air. It's just kind of been up in the air. Orlando, Montreal, New England, Charlotte, Cincy. One of them can grab it. Chicago beat D.C. 1-0 in a battle for the bottom, Logan. But guess what? Chicago won, but they're still still bottom. Uh, They they also have a game in hand. uh, D.C. has a game in hand Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, Chicago's played one more game and is still even on points with D.C. But... That's a win out of one win out of their last five for Chicago, as DC is not one in their last five. Shabilko and Shakiri are still the leading goal scorers with three, three goals uh, for Chicago. So not not great for Chicago Fire, who really need to turn this around somehow. It's a big market. It's they're back at Soldier Field they they've got to find a way their their at, attendance is actually pretty decent 17,000 mm-hmm. it's just they need to start putting some i don't know better product on the field they're going to lose gaga in like a year or less right yeah. so that <clears throat> they, they don't even have an exciting young player that they'll be able to tout soon
1: yeah i don't know i mean it, it is it's confusing for me because like charlotte has some nice pieces but man do they like they have a collection of guys and it's just a collection of guys. So like, how do you tear that down? Like, how do you, like if things aren't working, how do you go? Okay. Well, you said Chicago, Charlotte.
0: You I mean fire though.
1: I mean, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. I've got head stuffed, but um, yeah. I mean, not, like I, like if you're looking at it, like, where do you go with Chicago? I mean, Chicago seems to somewhat have to fix their defense, which was really awful behind Calpo last year. Mm-hmm. But now it's like we can't score. And they literally spent the whole offseason, Jordan, buying <laughs> attacking players. <Right> there, yeah. <laughs> so, like,
0: I, I told them, though, that <sighs> Shibelka wouldn't be enough. Right. You know, everybody was kind of shocked. Like, why would Union want to get rid of one of their high goals? Why? Because he doesn't create a lot mm-hmm. of the chances. He's, he's going to be there to put them away. But sometimes he won't even <sighs> do that. But, you know, he's got three goals. Alright, DC by the way, just directionless is how I would describe them. You know, they get rid of Lasada when they were actually, they were up there, they were up in the table when that happened. Do we remember that? They were were kind of a little more mid-table and they they completely plummeted. So as much as they may not have liked his style or liked his fitness stuff, uh, it worked for them for quite a bit and then They drop off. Whitecaps beat Dallas. Dallas is struggling. Logan, Mm -hmm. three losses in their last five. They slipped down to fourth. I think they were like second a few weeks ago when we did one of these podcasts. But now they are down to fourth place. They've played 15 games. They have 25 points. They're only still five points off of L.A. But think of it that way. If they just won two of these three Mm -hmm. that they lost, they would be top of the West. Um, But but currently have allowed Austin and Real Salt Lake to get ahead of them. They're lucky that the Galaxy have been kind of still stuck down there for a bit. But uh, two wins in their last five, three losses. This loss coming against a Vancouver team that is sitting eighth, but were really bad for a good chunk of the season.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like Vancouver is really taking advantage of a weak schedule. Um, if you look back since May 8th, they've got one, two, three, four, five, fifteen, sixteen 15, 16 points uh, in one, two, three, four, five, 16 points in eight games. So that's good. But like, if you look on the return of that, it's, they beat Toronto. They drew with San Jose. They beat Dallas, who Dallas had been kind of struggling. They've actually handed Dallas two losses uh, out of those last three. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. That's, that's what's <laughs> interesting.
1: Yeah, Uh, they lost to Charlotte. They beat SKC. They did beat RSL, so that's a good win. Um, And then you look at uh, they lost to Seattle, got trounced, um, but then beat Dallas, who's, again, struggling. So I don't really take much with this. I mean, Vancouver's winning games they should win, so good for them. But I do still have major concerns as far as, one, goal consistency. I don't think they score enough. Uh, I think they're one of the worst teams in goal scored at least bottom of the league towards the bottom of the league with 18. Um, And then they give up a lot. I mean, they've always given up quite a bit, but it seems like their defense is worse this year than it might've been last. So
0: negative 10 goal differential.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I think Vancouver fans are probably very happy because we're now chasing down uh, what they think is a playoff spot, but with the way that these teams are playing um, and with the way that I think maybe Colorado can play, uh, maybe turn around uh, Colorado's not been great either, but I mean, I feel like the, one through seven is pretty much a lock in the west right now and i don't really see other teams chasing the others down like i I really do feel like right now the way the west is going none of these teams can catch the seven even with them i like the way you worded that (laughs) what they think is a playoff spot because
0: i i do think that they probably think they do have a spot but if If you look at the goal differential, negative Mm -hmm. 10, everybody else above them is in the positive. Everybody else below them is in the negative. They are like the point that you can draw a line at and say, if they don't improve the defense and score more, right, then none of those teams are going to make it into those spots. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Houston and Minnesota, Uh negative one goal differential uh, Colorado negative one goal to Colorado has been doing pretty well too. At times they beat LAFC, they beat Seattle, but they're going to lose to SKC and lose to Nashville mm-hmm. and draw with NYCFC. So they've had a tough stretch, but they still get like two wins out of those. But, uh, I don't know if it's enough for the Rapids to ascend. You remember this was a team that finished top of the West last year, mm-hmm. uh, just cause nobody else <laughs> wanted it <laughs> last year. But, yeah, that's that's how it's going for the Rapids and how uh, it's going for the Whitecaps in Dallas. Unfortunately, Salt Lake we're we're going to talk a bit about them in a bit, but RSL beat San Jose two nil. Uh, they're up to second in the West. They got outpossessed sixty six to thirty four, by the way, but they had an XG of two point seven zero to fifty five. So they had better XG. They had sixteen shots to seven of San Jose's, but just didn't have the possession as much. Uh, but they get the victory and they're just kind of flying high, except for that loss against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. If they had beat, the, if they won that game, there would be five wins in a row. And I think that would be the only team in MLS with that. NYCFC mm-hmm. is close with four wins and a draw. But yeah, they would be the only one that that would have applied to if they had done that. So props to RSL for grabbing. The bull by the horns, I guess, and taking their chance and uh, seizing their opportunity because, you know, they lost what Rusnack mm-hmm. to Seattle this year and they're just still trucking along.
1: It's amazing, too. If you look at their goals, there's three from Bobby Wood, three from Justin Cla three from Cordova, three from, or two from Silva, two from Miram, two for Tate Schmidt. Like, there, it's just all the way down. There's even a lot of ones, like random ones, like Andrew Bode, Reed, uh, ruiz i don't know how to say that um it just seems like they have it all figured out and jordan the most impressive part the the biggest thing i think that they can take away from this is Demir krylock has had really no impact at all because he's only played in five matches so the fact that they're doing this without their best player mm-hmm. um is even more impressive and i can tell you jordan and, and I'm, I'm sure you have kind of felt it maybe a little bit maybe you'll feel it more as you walk around today or whatever Um, The altitude, man, like I'm sure playing in RSL is not fun. Um, And they seem to really show out uh, when they play at Rio Tinto. So again, I'm, I'm pumped for you just because I think you're getting to see the best team in MLS right now.
0: It's the vibe I'm getting. I just wish I I wish (laughs) I'll see how the vibe is building up to Saturday here, but you know, just going to the, from the airport to the hotel, Felt none of that again. It was 3 a.m. though. Yeah, so I'm gonna hopefully
1: while RSL fans partying at 3 a.m.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) What I do hope is I do hope that as I walk around, I can see some merchandise places, I can see some people wearing the stuff because it's a time to be excited. Mm -hmm. I mean, this reminds me of the you know 2009 RSL team where they were you know winning MLS Cup and in the CONCACAF Champions League final, they were right. one of the teams that had that first chance to be, uh, you know, an MLS winner and them having, um, you know, just taking me back to the days like Kyle Beckerman and stuff, suiting up for them is uh, giving me good vibes. Uh, you know, I like RSL. So mm-hmm. I, I, people can make fun of the name all they want. I I want it to stay. <laughs> i love stupid names like that come on montreal impact why isn't that still a thing all right atlanta to miami nil atlanta get their first win since may 7th and that was against the fire stopping a skid of two losses and two draws one of those was a league loss one of those was a u.s open cup loss in nashville but i included that anyway just for all competitions Atlanta, though, uh, with that victory, still outside of a playoff spot. They're in ninth place. They've got 19 points. They're one point shy of Charlotte FC. They got two games in hand. Maybe, just maybe, Atlanta is going to be able to climb up this table. But we've been saying that nonstop since it's like they'll get a win or two and we'll say, all right, they're back to normal, and then they'll lose three or they'll lose one and draw two and then they're back to ninth again, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I just don't know where this team goes. I, I think if they miss the playoffs this year, it's going to be time to reboot, not necessarily with Pineda, I think, but mm-hmm. Carlos Bocanegra. At one point, he has to be held accountable for bringing in signings that don't work or just the, the, the vibe and the feeling around the team, which I don't think is is great. And when you go through this many managers, I think it says more about the front office than it does the managers or the players.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been a month for Luisa Rucho, um, who's been back for that injury that he had early on this season. They get Joseph back and he got on the score sheet in Tuesday's match when they played in that American insurance banner, just grab a banner. That's right. Like yep. trophy or whatever. Um, and he assisted <laughs> yeah. a goal and got a goal. Um, so, I mean, Joseph is back. However, Jordan, we all know the story with Atlanta United. When a player comes back, how long until the next one goes down. So, again, and like you said, I think it it fits perfectly, I think, too. Jordan is the fact that, um, like, they have to – it's a weird situation there. Like, they've got somewhat of the right idea. But when they go for the big fish, they tend to grab guys that are, one, injury prone, or two, they just hold on too long. It just seems like this club just, like, gets so sucked into grabbing onto somebody. Like, right now if Joseph is going to be a 10 goal kind of guy, he's not it. Like that's not going to get you anywhere in this league. So again, I, I think it, it all depends. I think, um, this league has shown that it doesn't have any kind of mercy on anybody that's had health issues. Um, I think it's harder to stay healthier in this league than most. Um, and I don't know if it's cause there's so much to travel and ground to cover or if it's because the league's so crazy, um, or it's very conca calf. Um, I don't know. It just seems like Atlanta, like you said, Jordan, um, they're going to miss the playoffs. I'm, I'm going right to spread down right now. What is it? June 22nd. Logan saying Atlanta is not going to make the playoffs. Um, there's going to be a lot of head scratching questions heading into the offseason because, like you said, they need a heavy, heavy reset um, on players. Uh, but I think their coaching staff is headed in the right direction. I just don't think they've got the personnel anymore.
0: Something that was interesting, I think it was Tom Bogert who had posted um, on Twitter, and I was trying to find it, like a list of the top uh, signings in MLS history. Here it is, mm-hmm. yep. And a few of them are Atlanta signings that just didn't pan, pan out. Right. Pretty Martinez, Barco. And you also have ones like um, – Pizarro and Brenner, you know, have kind of been more up in the air. But well, Lu- Luis Arrijo, Arajo, Arrijo, yes. There yeah, you go. I, I'm so. I can't say that, I'm that name either. To pronounce names. It's that name insulting. Not, no, it's not um, because
1: uh, actually I was listening to the allocation disorder, and I think it's. I want to say it's Sam is the one that doesn't pronounce names right because Paul makes fun of him. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. They go after oh, yeah. each other for it because they don't know how to pronounce names.
0: But, you know, um, I, I think when I look at that list, right, and also Tiago Almeida is also up there for Atlanta United. <laughs> right? So how many of those are Atlanta United players? How many of those are players where they're coming over here and then just not actually making a big difference into the team? And that's what I worry about with the with the Chuka. Chuka uh, Chucho Hernandez Mm -hmm. signing is because I looked at that list of names. I'm like, that's not inspiring right now. Like if I'm a crew fan, I'm like, okay, well, hopefully this guy pans out because the rest of them have not been, uh, which is unfortunate for when you're looking at this list and you know what, I'll share the images of it right now. Uh, I'll just share the screen for it because I do think uh, it could be, there you go. This is the tweet. And how much there are? You know, Almeida sixteen million. Pity Martinez fifteen point five. Barco fifteen. Pizarro twelve. That's Miami. Brenner twelve. Cincinnati. Pozuelo, um, Toronto. Probably the only one that's really made a huge impact, right? Chicho Hernandez at ten to ten point five. And then um Ara- Aragio, right? Is that how you said? Arujo. Arujo. Damn it! Ten million. Okay, so what's
1: football. really confusing is his his is Arujo. And then the kid for the U.S. is Araujo. I don't get yes, why. Yeah, that's why I get. Yeah, I don't understand it. But go ahead.
0: But there you go. So like, what? One, two, yeah. three, four. Four of the top eight are Atlanta it's, United
1: players. It's damning for this. Well, for it's damning for, huge, for that. club.
0: huge number of money, and that's what I'm talking about too. Of at some point, the front office has to be held accountable because yes, you can say they're spending. Arthur Blank is spending. The team is spending, but they're not doing it. It's it's ambitious, right? Everybody thought Pitti Martinez would be huge here. Everybody thought these players would be great players here, but something is not working with that. And I, I do think that has something to do with Atlanta as a whole and and that structure. But I don't want too much time on Atlanta. Uh, we talked about the Revs beating Minnesota. Uh, what I, what I also want to say about this? I looked at the XG stats, Logan. So the Revs win two to one, but Minnesota mm. United had a 1.4 XG to New England's 0. 0.4. <laughs> no, Not no. great. No Not great for Minnesota to give up that game. But that was also Matt Turner's last game last mm-hmm. home game. he played on the bench yeah uh, as he's on his way to Arsenal rumors where Arsenal didn't want him to play. I don't know how valid that is or if it was just um I assume that's the case. He yeah. had to go over and do his medical anyway. Imagine if he got injured in that. But great finish by Gustavo Bo to win the game. So just uh great, great finish there. NYCFC draw with the Rapids, and again, this is what I'm talking about. The Rapids have kind of been <laughs> pretty pretty decent lately. I don't know. That's uh they just need to be able to shore it up a bit to to get into a playoff spot, I think. Uh, And then the last thing we have to talk about before we preview stuff is the U.S. Open Cup. Sacramento Republic beat the Galaxy Mm -hmm. 2-1. Not a great game from Jonathan Klinsman. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's that's what we were rooting for, right? We said that would be great. Now if the Union Omaha can beat SKC, we will have guaranteed a USL team into the final. And that is key. That would be great for the U.S. Open Cup, and it'd be great for storylines. It'd be just great for everything.
1: And is it is the U.S. Open Cup winner given a spot in the Champions League? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that'd be great. I, I would, That's like, why I don't it's think so frustrating, but...
0: right? Galaxy go out there without starting Chicharito. Yeah. You know, they, they, they go out there. These teams don't care about the Open Cup, and mm-hmm. then it's the easiest route to a Champions League spot, Logan. It's That's why all these union fans were really upset when the union got knocked off to Orlando yeah. because they didn't play. We didn't play our best players. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we did, when we put them in, it was kind of like too late. And this is the easiest way to get in there. We, we can make, we're going to make MLS playoffs. The union are going to be in the playoffs, right? It would mm-hmm. be a disaster if they fall out of a playoff spot. Yeah, would. So they're going to make the playoffs. We're not going to win the supporter shield try to win a cup. I mean, especially this means a lot to union fans that I know because we've been in that final three fricking times and lost each time, two of those at home, two of the times I was in the damn stadium. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it means a lot to me. And seems like some of these teams just don't care. And, and that sucks. So I'm glad to see teams that do care. These lower level teams
1: making it through. Hudson River Derby tonight. Uh, eight o'clock for U S open cup. So yep, yeah, Six
0: o'clock come. my time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, what? Mountain um, time. I was like, what? I was like, did they change that on like East coast? Like her is Philly now? or yes. like, Maryland. Yeah, or the Maryland time yeah. zone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we were tired of that bull crap. Um, but no, it, it, yeah, I think you're right though. Like it'll be cool. It'll be cool if the USL teams win it, but it's also sucks because the MLS clubs aren't trying. So it's like, You know, if I'm Orlando, I win this thing. Like, we're not going to win MLS Cup. We're not going to win Supporter Shield. Let's just freaking go for it. Like, let's go for it. Let's bash up on some of these USL teams, maybe. Um, And I think SKC could lose, Jordan. So I think it's very likely that we could get a USL team. Uh, playing in the final of the U.S. Open Cup, which would be phenomenal. I think it would be the best thing in the world um, if we could see one of these teams like matching up against Red Bull. (laughs) It's been a while, too. Uh,
0: I'll have to see the last time they were in. I'm going to look that up while we're talking. But what else is just frustrating about it, and and here's why they don't take it seriously, Logan, is because the USL team, or NASL, NISA, all -hmm. these lower levels below, have not won one since um, the Rochester Rhinos in 1999, okay. and none have reached the final since 2008. You know who have reached that final? The Battery. Yes, the Charleston yeah. Battery. Uh, so they they know that they can just field these inadequate teams, and if they go up against a USL team, great. If they, you know, they'll, they'll make it through. They're not worried, right? And even when you go up against other MLS teams sometimes both are fielding you know backups and they just don't care about it and they'll care about it when it gets more to a reality and that's why even though you said it would mean a lot if USL wins it but also maybe not because MLS teams are not trying mm-hmm. I think that's what we need. I think we need one of these teams to win the darn thing and say and punish them you want to field backups the whole time, then I'm going to knock you off and we're going to win this. And we're going to be in the champions league when you could have been here. Can you imagine if a team like NYCFC or Red Bulls reach the final and lose to Sac Republic? And it's because they field it like a low strength team or whatever. And you're like, we, the, those team fans are like we could have guaranteed champions league mm-hmm. but we're instead and we could have won a cup let's not even just think about it for Concacaf cap champions league because some teams don't even care about that they'll feel right. inadequate lineups for that but when you look at winning a trophy a team like the red bulls have not won a lot of trophies mostly supporter shields they haven't won i don't even know if they won an open cup off the top of my head Um looking at uh, no. No. They haven't. The Red Bulls have not. So this would be a chance for the Red Bulls to do this. This would be a chance for NYCFC to do it, but they're probably going to say they're focusing on winning another supporter shield or whatever. Um SKC, though, I want to point out, have four titles, Logan. So. Hmm. If they could take this seriously, and if I'm Vermees, I would because yeah. this is a it's a big moment. But also, they have a game on Saturday against Seattle at Lumen Field. How? Which one are you prioritizing? Well, obviously, you're going to prioritize the league because you want to be able to make the climb, right? But to me, their season's dead in the water. I go for this cup. I go for a, something I can lift and say, you know what? We'll be in the Champions League next year. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes there. And hopefully next year they don't have two of their main DPs out mm-hmm. for the whole season. But I'm really excited for the Open Cup. I'm hoping I can catch some of the games. Six o'clock is right when we're going to this dinner thing. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch any of these. But hoping, hoping to. Um, I will say, while the Union have not won an Open Cup, the Philadelphia Ukrainians have won four of them.
1: Nice.
0: There you go. All right, let's get to our Match of the Week preview, if I can hit it. It's
1: time for the Match of the Week preview.
0: Match of the Week preview is where we preview the matches of the week. (laughs) We have, (laughs) uh, we tell you which one to watch. I'm telling you which one to watch because it's the one I'm going to be at. RSL versus the crew uh, one reason is because i'll be there so look for me on tv but also two is ourselves playing so good right now we talked about it already they are must watch soccer their team form as we discussed one loss in their last five four wins no draws in those last fives. and if we look at how they are previously against the crew i just want to point out head to head because i did that last week and it was almost even, and this one is almost even. They've won four, they've drawn four, and Crew have won five. So Crew have the edge here, but as we talked about, Crew not in great form. They only have one win in their last five, and it was against a middling Atlanta United team. Um, They drew with Charlotte, they drew with the Revs, they lost to MICFC, they lost to the LAFC. So when they run up against good teams, they usually lose, and that's why I'm going to predict – that the crew are going to lose this game. I'm going to say uh, we usually don't add predictions, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say uh two, one RSL.
1: That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to waving at you. Um, hopefully yeah. you can stand up or like, if you can't Jordan run on the field, uh, they tend to like that. Uh, people yeah. like <laughs> the player. Yeah. The, in fact, they, they like it so much that uh, people chase you around, like asking for your autograph. It's really strange. <laughs> um yeah. No. Uh, uh Meanwhile, like you're going to show up, and RSL security team is going to be there. Going, I heard on this podcast, that this guy's going to run off the field. um No. uh Are you ready for my crash Or, or yeah, or okay. um So I was going to go Austin Dallas, but I was like, no, nah, Dallas has been struggling, so that's not as fun as it would have been had they been playing well. And Austin hasn't been playing that well either. So I'm going to go with the big one. I'm going to go with LAFC and Red Bull. This one's in Bank of California, Jordan. Out of their uh, years of existence, they've actually played twice uh, in 2018 and 2019, both really crazy game. Four to two was their last matchup, and that was at the bank as well. Four to two, LAFC won, and then two to one, Red Bull won at Red Bull Arena. So two top of the conferences teams. Um, so you got Red Bull in second over in the east, and then LAFC at the top of the west. Um, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Uh, I really think that'll be fun. It's on Sunday. Um the 26th, uh, that's going to be at, it looks like, 3 o'clock our time. I don't know. but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I got
0: the times and stuff here. Um, okay. So, Friday,
1: we have Friday Night Soccer, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Orlando oh,
0: yeah. at 7.30 Eastern. Then on Saturday, June 25th, Seattle at 3 o'clock versus SKC. That's on ABC. DC versus Nashville on ESPN at 5. Montreal, Charlotte, 7.30. Uh, Toronto, Atlanta, 7.30. Houston, Chicago, Unimas, TUDN, and Twitter, eight o'clock. Miami, eight o'clock versus Minnesota. Austin and Dallas at nine. Salt Lake, Columbus, ten p.m. Eastern time, eight p.m. my time. So that'll be a good time for me. San Jose, L.A. at ten o'clock. That's on Unimas, TUDN, and Twitter. Ten thirty, Portland versus Colorado. Sunday, June twenty-six. You know what's great about that day, Logan? It's your birthday. My birthday, (laughs) LAFC versus New York, Red Bull, 3 o'clock, ABC. Philadelphia Union, uh, probably going to disappoint me on my birthday. They go up against NYCFC, 6 o'clock, FS1, and Vancouver, New England, 8 o'clock on MLS Live on ESPN+.
1: Wow, you got a good birthday present, man. Those are some good games. Those are great games.
0: Hopefully, I'll be able to watch them. That'll be 1 and 4 o'clock my time. When do you leave? I leave um, Tuesday
1: sometime. Holy cow, so you're there for a while? I'm
0: there a whole week. Wow. So, uh, Saturday I'm going to the game. Sunday I'm going to, I guess, a AAA baseball game for the Mm -hmm. Salt Lake Bees. After that ends would probably be around the time the Union play. And I will be... um, She'll be done her event stuff Saturday, so we'll have our own day Sunday and Monday to kind of explore. So
1: that's what we'll be doing. Find a good sports bar on Sunday, <laughs> yeah. They so won't like, be playing oh, on my birthday. Game.
0: On say it's my day. it's my birthday, yeah. Put the game on, man. right?
1: God, Let's see if the people the Jazz aren't playing, so who cares?
0: Right? It's their only other team, right? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, we got the night drive going, uh, which I was in a night drive last night getting from the airport.
1: <laughs> was it as relaxing?
0: Uh, no, we hit a big, a big bottle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome. The guests start rolling across the shuttle.
0: Trying to watch Obi-Wan on my phone while we're driving. No, I'm not driving. You know, I have a shuttle guy driving me and he's trying to make conversation with us. I had to pause it. I was like, uh, I'll watch this back at the room, I guess.
1: I was wondering, you like texted me at like 5 a.m. my time or something or something crazy. Yeah, I
0: watched it as soon as we got back to the room. (laughs) I got seven minutes into it on the shuttle and then I, I watched the rest of it here. Have you slept? I slept about two hours, three hours on the flight, and I slept. Um, uh, I slept a few hours here. What time did it? Like four hours here at the hotel.
1: Decent enough.
0: It says my laptop's gonna die. I need to find a control. Here it is. But yes, it was. Uh, it was a good time. So. If you want to reach us at all, or if you're in Salt Lake, you see me around. Uh, if you want to hit us up, Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, or email us Stateside Show at gmail.com. If you want my thoughts on Obi-Wan, I'm, I'm breaking those down on The Pod Awakens, our Star Wars podcast. So you can check that out. But, uh, yeah, have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you all next time. And uh, happy birthday to me.
1: Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on!
0: Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stop and time soccer show have a good one